Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1,881. Be prepared to be inspired. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. Today I'm in Houston, Texas, where it's a little warm, but it's always warm in Houston, with a very special guest by the name of Michael Thomas. Hey, Michael, welcome to Cars Yeah. Do you have it in gear, and are you ready to release the clutch? We are ready to release the clutch and crank it up. (laughs) It's nice to be with you today. Well, thank you, my friend. This is going to be some fun. Now, before I give you a proper introduction, what's one little thing that maybe people don't know about you, Michael? Oh, my goodness. Let's see. Well, a number of people don't know I have an identical twin brother. What? Who's not as crazy as as I am when it comes to automotive. But we are, that's my best friend and my my buddy. A lot of people will see pictures and thinking there's just a double exposure or something. I said, no, that's my other half. Yeah, that's pretty cool to have a soulmate like that. Yeah, you're a very fortunate guy and he is as well. So very nice. Well, let me give you a proper introduction. We're going to dive into your world because it's very important to us automotive gearheads and that is motor oil. Michael Thomas has been with Shell Pennzoil for more than 30 years and serves as the Pennzoil Technical Information Specialist. He's a nationally recognized expert in the passenger car motor oil sector for over 45 years. Michael's also an automotive technician and parts specialist. He's spoken at many national conferences for several national automotive parts retailers, in addition to speaking at SEMA and consulting with national retailers and several grassroots organizations around the country. Michael was the very first technical lubricant advisor with Jiffy Lube, international way back in the late 1980s we'll be back in just a minute to learn more about michael and motor oil and all sorts of cool stuff but first a word from our valued sponsors so give them a little listen give them a little love keep your seatbelts on we'll be right back summer's here thank goodness and that means long hot days Covercraft uvs custom sunscreens are quality made and are incredibly fast and easy to use your uvs sunscreen is custom tailored for your vehicle And the accordion design ensures easy storage. Not only do they protect your dash and interior for maximum protection while parking in the sun, sunscreens keep your vehicle's interior significantly cooler. They're durable and dependable for years of use. I have one for all my vehicles and I use them every time I park my car when I'm not going to put the cover on. You can choose from a variety of colors, including the original, their Premier Series, and Carhartt designs. Your sunscreen is manufactured with the quality and attention to detail that's been the standard for Covercraft since 1965. And they make really great gifts, too. Get your summer deal today if you use the code yeah 21 Y-E-A-H-21, at Covercraft.com. You'll get 10% off your Covercraft order. That's right. 10% off compliments of cars. Yeah. Simply use the code yeah21 at checkout. Covercraft, protecting the things that move you. Get your own custom sunscreen today. Last year, I changed my collector car coverage to American Collectors Insurance. That's who now protects my Porsche Turbo, the one I call my Orange Crush. But did you know they also insure your valuable collections of automobilia and other collectibles? 
If you're like me, you've invested in a lot of cool collectibles over the years. Those items are valuable. And if you were to lose them in a theft or a fire, well, try to get your normal homeowner's insurance to pay you what they're worth. Good luck with that. American Collectors Insurance provides you with assurance and confidence that your collectibles are fully covered. They insure a lot of items, including automobilia, wine, baseball cards, books, figurines, die-cast models, model trains, glassware, sports memorabilia, toys, and a whole lot more. American Collectors Insurance, they've been protecting us enthusiasts since 1976. They provide you with an agreed value insurance policy backed by a long history of taking care of their clients. Give them a call today for your personal agreed value quote at 866-ACI-YEAH. That's 866-224-9324. Tell them you're a friend of mine, Mark Rains here at Cars Yeah. American Collectors Insurance. Classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors. Automotive enthusiasts just like you and me. That's American Collectors Insurance. So, Michael, we're back. Let's dive a little deeper into the corner. I'd love for you to share more about your career, your business, and why did you choose this field of motor oil? Now, most people would think motor oil. Okay, it's kind of one of those necessary things, but our cars depend on it. So, Michael, take the wheel. Yes, Mark. As we know, motor oil is the lifeblood of the engine. Yep. If you don't have that, you know where you're going to be on the on the side of the road screaming. So <laughs> we have to have motor oil. <laughs> it's a must. So you ask on why, you know, how did it, you know, how did I get into motor oil? It, it kind of practically choosed me since I, I have been a certified technician for, for 40 years. But, you know, it's kind of hard to say how I got involved with this, but it's just I knew a few people with uh, previous before I worked with the company. I, I worked with, uh, uh, which I think a lot of people would know, an old company by the name of Western Auto. Oh, gosh. Which was one of the first yeah. auto parts stores. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I dearly loved that place because when my dad uh, in the first auto parts store, I went when I was younger, around five or six, walked into a Western Auto, and uh, and it was amazing, the parts. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So yeah, it's I a dream world for a kid. So it's a dream world, definitely. So so anyway, that's what I was doing before, beforehand as well as dealerships. So now getting back to motor oil, because that's that's highly important on what I do with the company now. We're talking tens oil is who I've been with. We are we are with Shell. So my job as a whole now, I have a technical hotline at one eight hundred best oil where me and my other colleagues, it's four of us, we answer calls about motor oil, transmissions, coolants, brake fluids, a number of auto parts and facilities as well as uh, dealership and oil change facilities call us and ask us about, look, I have a 1957 Bel Air. What motor oil do I put in that or what differential? We have the book. We have the old manuals. We have the information to answer those questions because motor oil is not the same like it used to be. So that is highly important. In our group, we get lots of emails. It could be a couple hundred emails throughout the week as well as the many calls. So we do have a line that answer questions about that. And, and again, retaining the, the, the pencil and shell. And I must, I must, you know, talk about that because again, shell. 
and tinsel, and plus not a pencil area now. And I tell people all the time, motor oil, a lot of synthetic now, a lot of lubricants have changed in viscosity over the years. So you just can't put today's motor oils in uh, older cars or vice versa. So that's uh, where I am in my department. And like I said, we do talk Pennzoil because Pennzoil has definitely been working uh, a long time. We're talking technology advanced with our products involving uh, with the OEMs mm-hmm. because uh, our motor oil, Mark, our motor oil is made from natural gas. And people say, what in the world is natural gas motor oil? Not made <laughs> yeah. from crude oil. And, and I simply explain and not being too technical and going over one's head because, again, I'm not a chemist, but I am a gearhead by heart. So natural gas and people think, oh, boy, that's what's on the stove. But if you look at it, natural gas, moist, pure, we capture that and you got these clear droplets of natural gas, which is pure petroleum. We're talking 95.5% pure we don't have to go in and start filtering and doing a lot of things to that like crude oil because crude oil, which our competitors start off with to make their synthetics, our oil is practically already already pure and clean. So we just do a little what we call cleaning up, which is just very little. And we got 80% base oil, pure natural gas. And then we add our 20% of the, uh, you're talking your VI improvers, anti-foaming agents, friction monitors, all the other components that you add to the oil to make it do what it does. So here we are with our natural gas motor oil, which is such a cleaner, uh, better base oil than our average uh, motor oil out there. That's something that we stand upon with our advanced motor oil. It's just super. Well, you know, this is fascinating to me because I did not know that. And being being a, a car guy for my whole life, I'm going, wait a minute, what? Uh, this is fascinating, but it makes sense because of the way that you described it. And being a guy who has new cars and have had lots of older cars, I remember when the synthetics came out, you know, uh, and you'd say, well, should I put that in my old car? And some mechanics would say, oh, yeah, it's fine. And then you'd put it in and then you'd have leaks and all these different things would happen and go, mm, maybe not. Wrong viscosity. These old cars weren't designed this way. And I'm glad to hear you say that. So for Pennzoil, uh, do you guys, you do have Pennzoil Shell, you guys do have the old motor oils for my old cars, but these new cars, of course, love synthetics and it takes much better care of the engine, right? Yes, yes, it does. Because if you look at today's cars and think about the viscosities, Mark, that's what's so, that's been blowing a lot of, a lot of the old timers, so to speak, minds because right. when they hear, when they hear 0W20 and 0W16, it's like, take for instance, Pennzoil was one of the first motor oil companies in North America to come out with a 0W16. And people say that that's too thin, but you got to think about fuel economy and uh, emission regulations for today's cars. You have to keep up with all the specifications. Like, take right. for we, you know, people ask, well, you know, explain a little more. You have this ILSAC, which is, uh, which is the International Lubrication Standardization and Approval Committee, which you have to have motor oils that help you get better gas mileage. They call it GF6. And uh, people say, well, yes, but still, you know, again, I, every day I have, we, we get people who say, look, I'm just not getting into this, but 
I explained this in my analogy. You you have these thinner, lighter oils for today's engines because the clearances and the tolerances in these engines are very tight. Right. And technology and motor oil, specifically like our motor oils, got the ability to deal with the longer oil change intervals. Because look at now, you have your oil-like indicator percentages on the dash, and it's there telling you, you know, it's 8,000. 9,000 miles on that thin, uh, and you said, look, you got 10% left. I remember, Mark, I had a gentleman call me up, and he said, look, I'm an older fella. I, I got rid of my, 19, my 1999 Buick LeSabre, and now I got a new a LaCrosse, and I'm worried. I said, well, what's wrong? He said, I got about 9,000 miles on my newer vehicle, and I'm used to changing my oil three months and 3,000 miles. Yeah, I want to ask you about that because this is a big debate amongst us automotive folks. I, I'm old school like you, Michael. I used to change my oil every 3,000, 3,500 miles. And the new cars nowadays, there you go. when they say, oh, yeah, you can go seven, eight, nine, ten thousand miles, I'm going, what? Why, why would I what? do that when oil is so inexpensive <laughs> and engines are it's so expensive? But I want to ask your opinion of this. Is that okay? Or in your opinion, maybe it'd be safer to, to change it more often. What does the master say, Michael? <laughs> <laughs> Mark, I get that question constantly. I bet. And people are worried. But now look again. We got to look at the fact that motor oil is not the same what it used to be. Yeah. We're talking motor oil technology has advanced over the years. And I, I have been hanging around our chemists and scientists here at Pennzoil for many years, and I have just been blown away on how the additive packages are not the same. So getting back to our engines, and you got to remember, our old school engines, Mark, they were big blocks, small block, cast iron engines, carburetors, diluting our motor oil, and just, uh, you know, I was all about the big carburetors. <laughs> get into the drag racing I <laughs> used course. to do at the drag strips. But today's vehicles are much more efficient with direct fuel injection, the variable timing. We're talking all, you have, and again, synthetic motor oils, because you can't buy a vehicle today that's not using a synthetic blend or a full synthetic motor oil. Of course. Yeah. Just forget about trying to find a car that's not. So again, Mark, with these motor oils, you can do the extended oil change intervals. And some people say, I don't believe it. There's no way on this earth I'm leaving it in 10,000 miles. Uh, so, and I said, look, you, the, the test has already been done. Yeah. The engineers behind the scenes with the OEMs have done some long, drawn-out tests. They ran them in the mail. I'm done, ready to them in the ground. So again, I don't want you to be throwing away good motor oil. You can change it beforehand. No problem. Don't worry about it. That's, that's okay. Don't go over it. Don't go bananas and go. And I, I can tell you, one guy said, but look, I got, hey, you got some, you got some old guys that said we can leave it in 15, 20,000 miles. Well, I tell you what, don't go over that, that warranty oil change. Don't be doing right. it. Yeah, you're in trouble. See, you're telling me to calm down. That's what you're telling me, right? <laughs> don't worry. I'm telling you, relax. Mark, I'm in your same situation. I'm, I was, you know, jumping on the table and saying, look, I'm used to changing my oil at three and 4,000 miles every three months. Let's get the good stuff in. But again, today's vehicles don't have to go through those conditions uh, of old school. Much cleaner oil. Pure, oh, 
nothing to worry about. Nothing to worry. Well, about. you you made me you made me feel better today, buddy. And that that's a good thing. I, I wanted to ask you this. I understand you have a you have a podcast you do right called Michael's Motor Alley. Yes, I do, Mark. Michael's Motor Alley, where motor oil is in motion. <laughs> I like the I like the tagline. <laughs> yes, sir. Well, I I will tell you on my podcast. I answer a lot of questions that are out there and different myths that are out there. Like the one we just talked about. <laughs> like we just jumped on. And, and I'd like take, for instance, we got some, you know, some people who were saying, look, I want to use a thicker motor oil because I feel that's going to protect my engine yeah. better than the lighter oil. And uh, I have this one, and this is going to be a quick story, Mark. I had this one gentleman a few years ago, and I must tell you, this gentleman had a 66 Mustang 289, as well as a Boss Mustang 1970. But then he went and ordered, ordered him a new, one of our new generation Mustangs, which required a 5W20 motor oil. He ordered a black-on-black convertible. I'm telling you, very nice. But I got to tell you, Mr. Mr. Bastion, he called me up. He was all up and uh, just upset. He said, look, Michael, I've been using your pencil for a long time. My car is at the dealer now with engine problems. I said, what in the world is going on? He said, well, I tell you, I'm going to comfort you on this call with the, with the service manager at this Ford dealership. I said, well, okay. I said, but I need to know what's happening. With my, no, no, let me put you in a conference call. So here are three of us on the phone. And uh, Mr. Bastion said, look, you know, I bought this car in February, hands down, ordered the way I wanted with suspension and all this good stuff. I changed the oil and I put 1040 in this. Uh, and then uh, June came around. I put uh, 2050 in mind. Me, this guy, uh, this is wintertime and this gentleman has a garage yeah. with a lift. I'm telling you, he's retired, beautiful garage. He sent pictures. I'm telling you, it it would uh, it would have your average uh Gearhead guy just envy with me. I was I was envy. It was beautiful. Yeah. The signs and all. But but getting back to what happened, he believes that I got a high performance new Mustang and the same oil I put in my classics, I can put in this. Yeah, wrong. Ah, wrong answer. Yes. Yeah, needless to say in a nutshell, in June when he went to cruise around and this gentleman didn't even have he didn't even have like six hundred, I don't think it was five hundred if I remember well. So it was at the dealer. It was wrapping and tapping. We're talking upper end, valve, clacking, everything. So what happened was the dealer guys got, he brought the vehicle back and, you know, said, look, I, hey, I just got this early this year. What's going on? I said, hey, hey, they jumped on it, put it, had it in the shop a couple of days. They end up looking at the oil. It was looking pretty good. They said, geez, what's going on? So they sent off the oil and had it analyzed and got it back as quickly as possible, too, overnight in it. And what happened is they get him on the line and said, well, Mr. Bashman, you put we got car? the analysis back. Yeah. What, what's going on here? And here I'm on the line, too. And they said, we found a mixture of 5W20. Uh, we do see some some other like a ten forty or twenty fifty some thicker. They said, "What what happened? Who changed the oil? What's going on?" Yeah. I changed the oil. It's a high performance car. I can put I can put 
I can put this in just like my classics. Uh, then he put, then he asked me, Mr. Bash, he's like, well, Michael, what do you know about that? I said, Mr. Bash, I'm sorry. You can't do that. You can't put thick oil in, in an engine that, uh, I, I said, Let's, it's like veins. You got veins that are thinner. They're not wide open. And so here you are trying your oil pump, trying to push thick oil through, can't through do the it. veins of your engine. So with talking, he literally, he, it, I, I told him, literally, the oil started damming so to speak yep. and not flowing well it starved areas that needed vital oil ouch so the the moral of this the moral of this story is listen to the engineers because they've done uh, and the, the specialists like the people fine people at Pennzoil they've done their studies yeah. they've done a massive amount you just can't use old technology in this these new cars no you can't you cannot catastrophe so wow well sad story but it's a, a vital message for you listeners out there don't mix your fluids guys gals <laughs> use the correct viscosity yeah absolutely and more- things I talk about on my podcast, different different things like that and coolant. Uh, every week we're going to have a topic that comes up in my area. Very cool. I love it. How do people access that that uh, Michael's Motor Alley? Where do they find it? Uh, you can find it at Spotify, okay. at Google's uh, podcast, Apple podcast. All of your mobile That's podcast right. apps. Yeah. Okay. Uh, pretty much all of them you can find Michael's Motor Alley. Very cool. Very cool. Hey, I want to ask you something, Michael. Yes, sir. Inspirations. You know, all great people have people who have inspired them. Yeah. Who's that person in your life? Well, I can throw a, a, a couple of them real fast and not be long-winded because, as you can see, Mark, I can talk with you. <laughs> just, like, just like you. I think, I, and with us, we could probably talk for five or six hours nonstop. Probably <laughs> but, so. <laughs> But real fast, I will tell you in a nutshell, of course, my parents, uh, they are they vital. Unfortunately, my father died uh, when I was 10 years old, oh and he gosh. was a young man, passed oh, away passed away from a heart attack. And, uh, hey, but, you know, you know I, I just say life, you know, happens like that. He was a mechanical engineer, but I learned, I learned quite a bit in those 10 years. <laughs> but I must say, as I'm going to mention two people real fast, my High school in the city I grew up was you had to apply first to get into this high school. It was an automotive high school as well as uh, architectural. You just had to make sure you had good grades to go into the ninth grade. If not, you were gone. So I had an instructor by the name of Samuel Evans. You know, it's amazing that he just passed away this year on April the 1st at 99 years old. But Samuel Evans was an inspiration. He's one that was an inspiration to me in my automotive field. And again, it wasn't all about automotive. It was about think. He said, you guys, he said, here it is, mid-70s. You know, in the future, I just want you guys to. And this is not we just went in there, start throwing wrenches around and pulling stuff. We never did get in the into the shop and, until we had. We just talked about things for months at a time. We're talking learning parts, and I like the fact that he said, "Look, you guys are going to be dealing with people, all types of people, all types of attitudes." I remember saying, "He just just be nice, positive, treat people with respect the way you want to be treated." Great mentor, and uh, and just learn. And learn what you, you learn your, your, you know, learn this because you guys are in this class and you love automotive technology. And if it's going to be something that you love, go full force. So I've kind of been full force. That's one person that's kept me going. And one more person, I have to say, this is a gentleman, a neighborhood friend that was about three or four years uh, older than I. 
fellow by the name of Michael Pettiford. It's amazing that he's an ERT at Charlotte Motor Speedway now. Wow. But he was one of our, our neighbors who came in again, almost like a big brother figure. 60, he had a 67 GTO with a 400 engine. <laughs> a goat? Cool. Uh, yes. A good friend of the family. And he said, you know what, guys? You want to go over to the local drag strip called Suffolk Raceway, which is a sanctioned uh, drag strip in that area where all the boys from Don Dome and Garlitz, Fox and Martin, all these guys that were big in the 60s and 70s. Just the fact that to go there, see, his car, he used to run that car along with a couple of the other neighborhood guys, a fellow with his roadrunner, Kevin Cunningham, with a 69 roadrunner. Just the fact of being there, carburetors being swapped in the pits. Back and forth. This is how I got bitten, Mark, yeah. in the drag race and the star drag racing. And, you know, at the age of 13 to see this, and he was a major influence in my life of kicking things, even though I had hot rods from magazines from 16 and models and all those monograms and reveal models I made of all the hot rods. Major person that has, again, two people that have kept me focused Especially when it came to automotive. These were my inspiration to be nice. there, to smell the gas. Uh, that stayed in my mind. Uh, and the people over the years I've met, but these were influences. Mr. Samuel Evans and a fellow by the name of Michael Pettiford, major influences in my automotive career. Nice. And here I am now. I'm older. We're, uh, we're up in age, but I still remember that really kick-started everything in my my life after that fortunate fortunate to have those people in your life let's take a short break and uh, we're going to thank our sponsors here we come back i want to talk a little bit about a challenge so keep that thought in mind we will be right back what began as a charitable car show has grown into the world's greatest collector car auctions raising over 133 million for charitable organizations to date for nearly 50 years automotive enthusiasts from all over the world have enjoyed the Barrett-Jackson Collector Car Auctions, and I'm a huge fan. Regarded as the barometer of the collector car industry, their auctions are world-class lifestyle events where thousands of the world's most sought-after unique and valuable automobiles cross the block in front of a global audience, in person, on TV, or streamed online. Barrett-Jackson produces the world's greatest collector car auctions in Scottsdale, Arizona, Palm Beach, Florida, Las Vegas, Nevada, and new for 2021, Houston, Texas. The excitement of Barrett-Jackson auctions is contagious, and a unique experience is not to be missed. I've discovered Linkage. It's a new quarterly publication and website that covers the automotive market, driving, restoring, collecting, and discovering your passion for motor vehicles. Linkage is about experiences, opinions, and values. Linkage is an actual, informed, reasoned opinion based on first-hand experiences. A talented Linkage team covers the automotive world, the people who share your passion and mine, smart, considered, rational, and experienced opinions, ones you can learn from and grow. That includes our passion that drives auctions and the collector car market. So come with me and join us on this journey. And be sure to use the code CARSYEAH when you subscribe, and they'll give you $10 off. Boom! Linkage, geared for the automotive life. Subscribe today at LinkageMag.com. 
So, Michael, I typically ask my ch my guests about a big challenge they faced in their career and so forth. You seem like such a positive guy. I'm going to twist this up for you a little bit. When it comes to, and we talked about it briefly earlier about people trying to learn that this new viscosity motor oils make more sense for newer cars, older for older cars. But okay. but I want to talk about, since you talk to so many people uh, what is, if you could pick one of the biggest challenges that people face these days when it comes to motor oil, lubricating their car and so forth, what is the one thing that keeps coming up over and over again that you might be able to share with somebody listening out there that has had that thought in their mind and we can set it to rest once and for all? Okay. Is there something other than that viscosity issue? You know what? I would say the next question that people are, are asking about is how long? Do I suppose to leave my oil in my car? Especially during these times, during the pandemic time where most people, including myself, I haven't put 50 miles on my car in a year and a half. You know, this is a really great thing you're mentioning this because I don't go anywhere. <laughs> and the pandemic did that to me. But the folks that work on my car called me last year and they said, Mark, you know, you always bring your car in every year for just a general service. And I said, I haven't driven more than 350 miles in the last 12 months. Uh, why do I need to change my motor oil? Yes. Is that what you're talking about? That's what I'm talking about because that's been a question that come up. And I said, I'm exactly in your situation. I got a Mustang Mach 1, 2 in the, in the garage. Yeah. It's only got 11, 11 miles in, in a so, year and a so, half. So what's the answer? See, the answer is we know motor oil is not going to deteriorate just sitting there. That's just not going to happen. And we don't want to be throwing away good motor oil, but we do know short trips, stopping and starting, yeah. that type that type of uh, condition does contribute to dirty oil. So we don't step on the toes of the OEMs in which, you know, they tell us when to change oil or go by the, the oil life indicators. So you can always change your oil sooner, but don't go three or four years. Even those people say, oh, I, never, I haven't driven anywhere. Yeah. That's 100 miles in two or three years. We still need to change that oil. So again, you can't pinpoint that because different cars, different cars have oil, different oil conditions. You know, maybe something, a little fuel, a little more moisture, depending on where they're at. So again, that's the big, big question for this past year and a half. And I'm right there with them. So again, I would say with me, the one car that I that that I have to fifty some miles, I did change the oil. I changed the oil, and it was like it was like a year and two months. Right. <laughs> but, yeah. But I did change the oil, and it's full synthetic. Uh, it's got a, that one car has a, a small turbo on it, so I did change the oil on that. So yeah. again, we, we don't want to leave it in forever, but we did. At least change it. I'm looking at it this way. At least change it maybe in a year or so. Because that's what some of the old changes, like your German vehicles and a few others, they say change your oil at 10 months. Uh, you know, not 10 months, excuse me. Uh, one year or 10,000 miles. Yeah. Regardless, well, whichever comes first, that's full synthetic. Yeah. Once again, uh, listen to your uh, your dealers or listen to your mechanic. Listen we, to your car manufacturers yeah. and do what they say. I did the same thing on my to. car. Yeah. Hey, I wanted to ask you about a really special vehicle in your life. Has there been one car, if you think of all the vehicles you've owned over your lifetime, that really stands out for you? I'm going to say two real fast and we, we won't stay because I talk too much. <laughs> okay. <laughs> The first, the first car I ever got was a 1971 AMX. Cool. And I loved that car because I was into Trans Am racing. Mark Donahue. That's all I can say is Mark Donahue. 
But I didn't keep it long because I ended up getting a 69 Camaro. And that's the one I dragged raced at this strip. <laughs> so, well, those are special cars in, nice. in my life. And I've had 20 some cars from 914s <laughs> to 911s to, to, to TR, a TR6 and a TR7. So we won't get into those, but special one, the special, I would say those two and mainly the, the Camaro was one of the special ones. Love so it. 69 Camaro. I love it. That's cool. That's the car I learned. Uh, I got my driver's test on in California it was a brand new Z28 that a neighbor who owned a Chevy dealership loaned me to take my driving test in, believe it or not. So uh, that car has a special place wow. in my heart. Now I'm going to crawl into your head a little bit here, Michael. If you woke up tomorrow and you were manifest yeah. as a vehicle. This isn't what you want to be. This is your personality. <laughs> you're very, you're a very bubbly, excited guy. Yeah. What kind of vehicle would you be manifest as and why? Okay. I'm going to look at my background on staying strong and bubbly. I am a bubbly guy. <laughs> yep. So I look at the excitement, the, the strength. I'm, I'm going to look at two cars real fast. First, I could say my Camaro, but you know what? I'm thinking one thing. I'm thinking a 1971 Chevelle 396. Cool. We're talking strong. When you look at that yeah. from a distance, you say, "Wow, this is this is strong. This is uh, this is something that uh, can take care of business." So to speak. So I look at that, and then I look at then I look at the sleekness of a car that that that, that got away from me that I could grasp a 1974 Pantera. That's all. Ah. <laughs> oh. A little Italian flair with the American muscle under the hood. With the 351 Cleveland with a ZF transmission. Yes. I've got a good friend who's a listener every day, and he's smiling right now. Chris, he's got a Pantera, too. So, Chris, that one's for you, buddy. Yeah, there you go. I love it. Chris, you the man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, tell me, about, tell me about a great book that you've read that you would recommend to others. I am going to recommend two books that I, I dearly love. That's uh, we got one, and I grew up on the East Coast, mm -hmm. and I'm sure people know who Kyle Ripken Jr. is. Yep, who played for the Baltimore Orioles. Yep. The name of this book is called "The Only Way I Know." Yep, and he was one of the guys who consistently played every game. He was there. He was the life of the the team. He the passion, you know, he, we're talking what, 2,100, maybe 200 games nonstop, more than any. If you read that book, you would see how the drive, the passion, the camaraderie, just the respect. That's one, that's one book I think everyone, man or woman, would, would get something out of. And another book that I read several years ago. Very nice, but it's different. It's called Hard Drive. Oh, I haven't it's heard of that. Wendell, yeah, who wrote that? Yeah, it's the Wendell Scott story. They talked about this on uh, Motor Week one time, too. Uh, but, yeah, this is just showing the story of this gentleman out of Virginia, NASCAR driver, Wendell Scott, who uh, the passion to, to race throughout the 50s and 60s, no matter what he had to go through and all the endeavors, he did. Uh, he the passion of what he, he wanted to do and drive, drive, drive. He was the only, and I must say, he was the only black NASCAR driver to win a NASCAR race, but he was through the times that was very rough. But it's just the determination, the camaraderie with the drivers, and just the drive to keep going. Don't stop. 
Do what you love. That book's by Brian Donovan, and he was that gentleman was uh, kind of thought as the Jackie Robinson in those segregated 1950s era, right? Is yeah. that yeah, yeah, yeah. And especially 60s. And uh, he was something else. He it was Danville, uh, Virginia. That's about a couple of hours away from uh, where I grew up at in Virginia, because we did have NASCAR tracks there as well as drag strips. And it's just the the fact that passion and the love of racing yeah. that's that's all that driven him and that's a good book i'm serious it's just it's just a, an all-out book that, that tells you to never give up if you have a dream and you have a passion and something that you love and i looked at this here I, mark you i've heard you you talk the love of the automobile it's amazing. I've been bitten for years. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. Well, both great books. I'll make sure I put those on Michael's show notes page so you can get your hands on those if you've not already listened to those uh, or read those listeners. Hey, let's go on the ultimate drive here. I have a magic scepter which enables me to arrange for you to pick one car, any car on the planet, who you would be with, somebody living or deceased, and where would you be going? So what does that ultimate drive look like for you? Oh, i got to tell you, again, uh, I mentioned first, if I could sit in the seat with Mark Donahue. Yeah, the famous Mark Donahue, yeah. Mark Donahue, my goodness gracious, mechanical engineer <laughs> uh, from Brown. The whole, I can tell you the whole story. I wrote a paper about him yeah, many, amazing guy. 40 years ago. He's an amazing driver. I would love to be, and, you know, and, and again, if we could be sitting, if we could be either, either sitting in one of the Mark Donahue edition AMXs, oh, there, yeah, or maybe the because uh, those were out and sold, and you know, just to sit back and just drive on a road course. There you go. Be, you know, it can be Road Atlanta. It can be, you know, it can be, uh, you know, one of the road courses, and just. Uh, just to see, and again, I don't have to be driving. Just let me just be sitting, just watching, watching a person that definitely was a proven driver. Excellent. So that's I would put. I, I would put on the top there. Better buckle up is all I have to say for that ride. That would be one wild mm -hmm. ride. Oh, you know, you, <laughs> you know, know what, uh, Michael, you're, you're a tremendous guy. We could talk for hours, but I've got to let you go. But before I do, I'd love for you to leave us with a parting success quote, mantra, some type of words of advice and wisdom you might offer our listeners today. I, I can offer a little bit without being winded. <laughs> Whatever you love in life, Whatever you want to do in life that you enjoy, do it to the fullest. Life is short and it moves fast, like that old movie. If you don't sit back and, and look <laughs> around, it might be gone. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Day off. Yeah, there, <laughs> you, there you go. Hey, what are the ways that the listeners can learn more about Pennzoil? You know, there are several ways they can go. You can go to Pennzoil.com. There's a world of information about Pennzoil, our synthetic motor oils made from natural gas, the Pennzoil Platinum, the Pennzoil Ultra, and all the different products that we have and transmissions and gear oils. So that's a main place you can get our information. Uh, you can even find us, you know, find us on Facebook, Pennzoil on Facebook. Uh, and I always tell people that if you, if you have any automotive lubricant questions, you can always call 1-800-BEST-OIL, and we can 
pretty much answer any question, and I'm not bragging on any vehicle known to man. There you, go. <laughs> there you go. You are going to learn an amazing amount of information, listeners, if you uh, give Michael a call, 1-800-BEST-OIL, or just go to the pensoil.com website. They'll have all their social media listed there. You can learn a lot more than you ever thought you could learn about motor oil. I've learned some great things today from you, my friend. And I want to do a shout out. Thank you to uh, the fine folks at Coin PR for introducing me to Michael. Uh, Anthony is the original guy, Anthony Parisi, who put me together. And of course, Jeremy there as well. So thank you guys for connecting me with a, uh, a very delightful person today. Michael, you, my friend, have been so generous with your time and expertise. You are a delight. And a wealth of knowledge, too. Holy cow, I'm going to be calling that phone number 1-800-BEST-OIL myself. Until you and I talk again, my friend, I'll see you down the road. Thank you so much. You're welcome. How did you discover your path to a fulfilling life? Too many young people flounder in finding an education and a career that fits. But for those who have a passion for cars, trucks, and motorcycles, and who love working with their hands, problem solving, and fixing things, a career as a professional auto technician is incredibly rewarding. Cars yeah is pleased to team up with TechForce Foundation, our charity of choice in bringing scholarships, technical education, and hands-on experience to young people so they can discover a possible future. Join me and lend your support by visiting techforce.org today. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.